welcome to Q2Q2VVV1R Point Weekly. Welcome everyone, this is Dan and Nick. Hello. God, it is me. Wednesday, August 4th. Nick, you're, I think you're so excited because your wife is due next week. I'd just like to say congratulations and best of luck from everyone. Are you you're prepared, fully prepared? Yeah, well, I've, I've had um, great inspiration to... And and I've had good mentorship through this podcast. So wait, you got a snoo? Dan was Dan was explaining to us the uh, the life changing benefits of this. Yeah, I mean, snoo is the industrial design based on I think one of the better child books, or Happiest Baby on the Block. Which did, have you read that, Nicholas? I just finished it, and I read Emily Great. Oster's book. Good. The, did you take? Uh, do you have an I outline of the five S's? Uh, I know them. One is is um, shushing, sucking. Okay. Swaddling, he, Harvey uh, Carp is huge on. Doctor Carp is very big on swaddling, yeah. uh, swinging, and then side. But you shouldn't let your baby sleep on its side because it can induce something called SIDS, which is sudden infant death syndrome, which is very terrifying. Yeah. Oh, great. Um, so uh, I've done my homework. Um, I think what else? Um, You'll be ready. I can tell you're just glowing with your future dadness. Right. This is it's kind of like a mini mission, right? For someone who's in the military, this is kind of like. Do you have your gear packed? Do you have the battle plan ready? Do you have your checklist? Yeah, we've uh, so we've mapped out the road to the hospital. How many uh, streetlights are there? Well, there's there's about probably like six or seven. But the as an intel officer, I thought you would know that off the top of your head. No, there's we have seven, the main one is blinking. No. Three are full we, stoplight. God, you're outing me like Valerie Plame or something. Um, that's a joke. Um, no, the we have an alternate route. So there's the highway route, the non-highway route, and we have a. Th- I think that's probably it. We just have two routes. Who's but making I, the call on which route you're taking? Uh, Google, because we're going to determine if there's traffic on Interstate Five, and if there probably is, we're probably going to take the non-highway route. And I've also practiced the non-highway route without Google Maps. So if there's an EMP attack on the United States and GPS is down, we're ready. I just think you would probably get lost on that third scenario. Right. I think two routes is good. Yeah, we have two <laughs> routes. But just in case there's no... We have a Subaru Forester, which has four-wheel drive capability. And uh, I guess if the, if the there's an EMP <laughs> attack on Seattle... Yeah, you probably won't this. at all. No. But uh, Ellie's mom's here, and she's a geriatrician so she should help i mean she's delivered babies even though that's oh, all that's, that's at the so tail end of definitely be. Yeah. everything is very covered okay so let's go to the news the big story is obviously at least from my region of the world cuomo's the releasing of the cuomo investigation findings and it was pretty damning there was uh the eight people we already knew about and then three other came to make his his situation even worse the one that was really stuck out was that he supposedly harassed a state trooper, a female state trooper that he saw an event, thought was attractive, had to change the rules to get her switched on to his protective unit and then proceeded to try to touch her on multiple occasions. That one, like, just really solidified how creepy he is. And then the other thing, just his statement was insane. He just, like, immediately took the Trump path of trying to victim blame And then even did this like perverse thing where he was like, people that are getting mad at the female representatives in my staff for being overly hardworking and stern should look at their own selves about sexism, trying to turn everything on its head, not admit any wrong in any way. And okay, so my takeaway is that he is absolutely fucked. And I bet tomorrow 
he's resigning or the next day because it seems like the house is going to impeach him and then if he doesn't it just seems like the work his whoever his pr person is just they seem to get, dig themselves a bigger and bigger hole all the time because now like i was thinking as some people did before like jeffrey weiner or like other random candidates that have made some issue uh, some mistake to at least take some culpability take a step back go to some sort of rehab or something and then people love a redemption story but if you sit there the whole time and dig your heels in and pretend like you've done nothing wrong you're just going to get screwed. So anyway, that is my rant on the Cuomo thing. It's been pretty unbelievable to see. How do you redeem yourself from sexual harassment in terms of like, I get like alcoholism or drug abuse or substance abuse. Like you can go into rehab and, you know, a lot of millions of Americans suffer from that. And that's, you know, people have sympathy, but like, how do you redeem yourself? Like, do you go to a monastery if you have a sexual harassment issue yeah i don't really know i think that uh andrew cromo's days in office are numbered on multiple fronts and i think he has serious i don't know maybe criminal investigations coming after him but um it's, yeah dan how does that work so everyone's saying right now that he's definitely going to be faced with a ton of civil litigation but now i was reading that there's one it's the da in albany the only one that's saying that He's going to pursue criminal charges right now. What? So, can you explain the difference between or the the well, standard of? I think one thing that is very helpful for so there's two different types of lawsuits. One is a civil lawsuit. I could sue anyone and just say they did a bad thing to me, and then the judge will decide. And then there's criminal where you could go to prison. So I think you you know we'll definitely face civil suits. Criminal suits have to be started by a district attorney. And the key thing here is that because the attorney general did such a huge investigation, there's already so much evidence that's been collected that it's a lot easier for the district attorney to pursue this than it would be otherwise if they were starting from scratch. And so you've had now in Albany, but also the Manhattan, Cy Vance did say he wants the materials from the investigation to go through them and see if there's anything criminal. So I do think there's a little more risk for Governor Cuomo. Now, the key thing is if he's still the governor, he could pardon himself and pull a Trump um, and as part of his like deal of stepping down. So, I, you know, there could be a lot more chapters to this story. But I would say at least the first thing is that he's probably not running for reelection in 2022, which he was planning to do. So there will be a new governor of New York in 18 months, if not sooner. And so we'll see. Does Kathy Hochul come out against Cuomo or not? Because that's like the real, the last probably person standing that hasn't asked for him to resign is the woman who would take over. Mm, Lieutenant Governor. Do you, do you imagine his millions of followers raiding Albany, the state capital, in order to overturn his... Oh, I see. This is um, a Trump... A Trump that's a bad apparel. joke. It's a bad joke. It didn't deliver well. Please edit that out. Um, yeah, it's refreshing that it's finally like a Democratic politician who's kind of going through this stuff. The last four years, five years has been people on my side of the aisle. It's been rough. I just I mean, the other the other amazing part about it is just how like, I don't know how just oblivious he is. I guess going back to your point, Nick, about how would you recover from that by at least like owning up to like looking in the mirror a little bit. I just expect him to at some point be like. I have a really difficult managerial style. I now realize maybe some of the things I do, which I thought were like just sort of playful or something, really do border on and, and then admit instead of trying to then still bash all these people or not even mention some of the allegations against them. He just seems to be playing this this like I have I have no other route other than to defend myself and my honor. He seems like 
a politician of a dying era, hopefully. I saw another commentator making the point that people have Trump, Matt Gates. A lot of these people have survived by just refusing to budge. So, I mean, is there a realm where enough Cuomo somehow rides out the next month, another news story hits, and he's in office? Or no? You think it's completely over, Dan? I think it's completely over, I would say. I mean, Matt Gates is probably going to be indicted and actually forced to resign. He's just in la-la land right now, but... Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't think he's survived. He just doesn't have the decency to resign um, because it's more fun to be a congressman than to resign and, and be in jail. So, right. So, but I think Cuomo's and, days are numbered. It, I heard somewhere that also it's a it's a legal strategy. You have more protections if you're a sitting member of Congress. Exactly. Than if you're yeah. uh, you like can't be arrested on the way to Congress and things like that. So, yeah. and the federal government will give you more leeway if you're an office holder because it's like separation of powers, different branches of government, the executive versus the Congress. So God, it's a business strategy, but, and a lot of people try to have like a plea lesser time type deal in their resignation package. Gotcha. All right. So Dan, any updates on the infrastructure double deal? It seems like that phase one is moving. So they're doing votes right now on amendments to the overall package. And then, they're supposed to have a final vote before this weekend because Kirsten Cinema is going on vacation. So it uh, it should be any day now. We'll see what what happens if it goes through. But so this so is where she going goodness. on vacation. I don't know. I haven't seen that disclosed. But she did apparently tell Senator Schumer that she's going on vacation. And she won't be here to vote. So he better hold the vote beforehand, which is amazing. So this is basically the pork barrel phase where like they try to put the curtain down and everybody shoves in their last things that they want personally or no. Like um, what is what is amendments right now and what will be like just tweaking things. They wrote the bill very fast. So they need to tweak some things. So there's oh, a big debate going on right now about cryptocurrency um, status and how it's taxed and reporting requirements. And so there's been a big Twitter battle over that to get some of the language tweaked because the initial language was too vague. Uh, is cryptocurrency considered infrastructure getting more taxes on it helps pay for infrastructure so mm-hmm. what's uh i was also reading that uh your mr gary ginsler is talking about really locking down on cryptocurrency is that going to happen or no i'm not sure how much authority he has to do it as the sec the cftc one of the cftc commissioners came out and said maybe he doesn't have the authority to pursue his uh regulatory stance but he's going to definitely do something but i think he has Two or three other things that he's fighting on, which is like getting ESG disclosures from companies and working through investor protections for SPACs and retail trading issues like GameStop. So it's definitely on the list, but I don't think it's quite number one. But I think he definitely wants to be more engaged on crypto because he used to teach a class at MIT about crypto. Are you are you going to buy into the like Tom Brady SPAC, Dan? Who's this? What SPAC should we buy? Um, I'm generally avoiding SPACs because I'm not quite sure I know enough about any of the companies to really invest. So I'm generally a, you know, it's a good stock, like Facebook. Maybe not because I have ethical right? issues with Facebook, but well, it's a good stock, a- I'll say. I think it's going to keep going up. And what so, about Sears so, Roebuck? That's a bad, one. that's a bad one. I actually don't know. Given where it is right now, I have no idea. what. I think it's in bankruptcy, so maybe you could buy a share out of bankruptcy. Can they have SPACs for like countries one day, like Cuba? If you if you um, wanna, if you believe Cuban revolution, buy the SPACs work. But mm. Nick, you want to give us your overview of what's been going on in Cuba? 
Uh, yeah, it's very simple. Uh, I think the people of Cuba, for the most part, are fed up with inept communist planned economy that has failed them for the last uh, 60 or so years. Um, I mean, the hard left can bring up Fulgencia Batista all they want. He was only in power for like a total of 10 years. The Castro brothers and Miguel Diaz-Canal have been in power for 60 years. So it's kind of hard to blame some dude from the 40s and 50s for the ills that Cuba faces now. As for the embargo, the embargo doesn't prohibit uh, the U.S. sending medicine and aid to the Cuban to Cuba. Um, there has been, I think, like hundreds of millions of dollars transmitted from the United States Treasury to Cuba to for medical assistance, uh, you know, natural disaster relief over the years. So this this whole thing about how we're starving them to death because of the embargo, I think, has some holes in it. Um, that argument definitely doesn't hold water. I, I think really the ultimate culprit in the plight of the, of the struggles the Cuban people are going through is the Cuban government. And I think um, I praise Biden for saying that the communism in Cuba has failed. And I praise him for sanctioning a handful of officials. But I, I do think that there should be more done to end the misery that the Cuban people are going through. I have to admit, I it, trying to understand it did not quite make sense to me, especially trying to understand how the, the Cubans, like what parts of their economy are nationalized versus which parts are an open market. It just doesn't seem, it seems like it never works when you are trying to like play both sides of it. You need to sort of open up everywhere or not. How do you see it being resolved? Uh, I, I, I hope the Cuban government collapses. Uh, I think that's the best outcome. I think that the, I hope the communist tyrannical dictatorship in Havana collapses. I think, I hope that political prisoners are freed. And I hope, I think there's a lot of good young Cuban activists that folks should follow, including Yaoni Sanchez, uh, the ladies in white, and there are these, these, these anti-government protest movements that have been very successful. Yaoni Sanchez is one of the first Cuban bloggers. Um, and she's a big proponent of open internet access in Cuba. Any, I mean, any government that restricts freedom of speech is, you know, I think there's this like fetishist view of Cuba among certain folks in the U.S. political class that I think is incredibly inaccurate and destructive to the Cuban people. But I, I think the ultimate best outcome would be the end of the communist dictatorship in Cuba. All right. Well, should we talk about the Olympics? The one the one thing that I, it's been years in the making, but this kid that I've been watching pole vault since he was six years old just won the gold medal. It's pretty crazy to read the story. Wait, is he from Lafayette? Was yeah. he the Swedish? Is he Swedish? Yeah, he pole vaults for Sweden, yeah. What's his name? Mondo Deplantis or something? Deplantis, yeah. Wait, how, does, how is he Swedish and lived in Lafayette? That doesn't make sense. His mother was a heptathlete for LSU, and she's Swedish. And he would, the, the Swedes knew he was going to be good from when he was like 10 years old. So they like courted him and got him to jump for Sweden since he was like 10 or 11 years old. And he's been going there every summer. It's pretty, I don't know, it's just funny. And his two brothers, I like follow them on Instagram. And it's just hilarious. They're all like in these hotel rooms and or he's in the hotel room with other athletes dancing. The like fucking stories are just really funny. I like feel very happy for him right now. Being at the Olympics seems like it would be like the most fun shit ever if you were an elite athlete. Yeah, I actually, I graduated, I was in officer candidate school with uh, two Olympic 
uh, shooters. One's a skeet shooter, and she, Amber English, just won the gold medal in skeet shooting at the Olympics. Yeah, you were saying She's that's amazing. awesome. What else? Have you been watching any events? Or no, not really. I've, I've watched a little bit. I've watched some of the swimming. Yeah, I think I found the time difference kind of tough because I find out what happens, and then I'm like, well, I guess I don't need to watch it because the suspense is gone. So I would like to watch some of the basketball as that gets a little bit closer, especially if there's a Slovenia-USA um, oh, yeah. gold um, medal game, and yeah. Luca can one-handed use his like, one-handed magic to beat the Americans. That'd be pretty amazing. For sure. Also, why is China leading the gold? I mean, that's something I read some article about how we measure it based off of how many medals accrued that we won total silver, gold, bronze. So gold, silver, bronze. But like the Chinese are leading us in gold. And so some ratings view them as leading us in the medal count. Who cares, Nick? I mean, yes, but they have they have a lot of elite gymnasts, swimmers, divers. The Chinese have like a ton of really good athletes. Weightlifters. I saw this massive Chinese lady squat and jerk like fucking. Or I mean, clean and jerk like fucking four hundred pounds or something. It was insane. It's fun. There's there's some channel that's just like Olympic preview. You're right, Dan. It is frustrating. Like I'll wake up in the morning and read the news, and it's like Simone Biles gets bronze. I'm like, okay, well, there's no way I'm gonna watch that later now. But um, I do like watching the show. That's just like a ton of highlights of the finals of events. And it's just like badminton, equestrian, uh, gymnastics. It's just the Olympics are great. I, I kind of wish that they, uh, I don't know. It was like a weird time of the year this year, everything. I just feel like I didn't make as much of, a, a, of my time watching them. And you're in the time zone really did make it difficult too. But maybe I keep trying to get Eugene on. The time difficult is difficult for him too. We'd have to do it at like a 2 p.m. or something one day. But I want to hear his assessment of what, the people in Tokyo have felt of it because they seem to not want it at all, right? And it seems like they've sort of come around to it. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely been a weird setup where there's no fans. There, all the athletes are kind of like locked away, and I think it's a the Olympics that we all wish didn't happen, but you want it to happen. You know, it's this weird thing. We just all wish COVID was over, and then you could have an amazing Olympics. But at some point, they can only delay it so far, right? They delayed it a year. Like, ideally, they should have delayed it, too. But then, at that point, you're two years away from the next Olympics, and there's the Winter Olympics, and then the TV people get mad, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Do you think that 2022 Winter Olympics in Russia should be boycotted by the United States? I don't know. How about the 2024 or 2026 Winter Olympics? Aren't they going to have those in Beijing? Yeah, I don't know. I think, I that, think could, that there's definitely going to be... Right. I think, more realistically, what should happen is the United States should just say, we'll host every other Olympics and just have, I mean, LA is kind of trying to do this, right? Like build out their infrastructure a little bit more for the Olympics and then just say, we'll host the Olympics every three times, every third time. And then for skiing, Salt Lake city is trying to get the Olympics again and find a couple places where you can do it in the U S and just say, we'll host the Olympics a little more. It's fun. I mean, be, that would be kind of fucked up for the rest Why? of the world. Well, the, well, because, like, your athletes do better when they're competing at home. Like, the you know, I, I know it takes a lot to build the stadiums, but the revenue and the exposure is so great, just, like, the soft power of it. You don't have is Beijing. With if it. you're a random country, I'm not sure. If you're, like, not China or the United States, I'm not sure it's, like, a great thing for the country, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think there are going to be a lot of boycotts coming up because you also have the Qatar World Cup, which is, like, just, like, right. a whole other, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, how should we close this out? Nick? You better get that 
better go look at that route one more time, the non-highway route, in case right. the uh, that and do you have a name? We do, but I, I we're waiting. We have two names, and we're waiting to wow. meet her. Okay. Um, you're gonna meet well, her, and then you're gonna like be like, it's this one because we just feel it, kind of. Yeah, like it's probably gonna be what our point or <laughs> right, Seth, right, 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 Seth Arena, right. Seth Arena, Daniela. Oh, that's a great name. Seth Arena is a pretty good one. I really hope it's that. If it's not, I'm not sure you should come on. And then just Sally for Ben Sally, because Sally is a... Right. Sally's a great one. Yeah. You should just name her Ben Sally. Just one word. Ben Sally. Sally. It's like an Arabic name, Ben Sally. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please tune in next week when we'll be discussing the end of the Tokyo Olympics. Stay safe and talk to you then.